0: Hey, Allie. Hey, Mary. How's it going?
1: Um, good. How about
0: you? Good. It's going good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited good. to talk about persuasion.
1: Me too. Did you have a good day at work today?
0: I did. Yeah. How about okay. you? Uh, Yeah,
1: we we made a campfire. Well, we made it. <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but I got permission to make a fire with the seventh graders on campus, <laughs> nice. and we did that during class uh, like after they took a test so it, it felt a little rebellious but I did get permission so
0: well there you go it was fun it there, was for scientific
1: yeah. reasons we were trying to I had shown them a video about how to how you could distill water using two glass bottles on a desert island with like salt water because that came up oh, in yeah, class we're talking cool. about that. and they were like yeah. can we try that can we try that and I was like well right. I mean maybe <laughs> so we did it, it was fun <laughs> that um, sounds fun yeah but yeah so what did what what yeah. did you do today
0: Oh, not much, just I didn't make any fires. Maybe um probably caused fires more than I may <laughs> maybe made. Maybe you put them. maybe you put out fires. Maybe I put out fires. Let's local, just Local, small let's say government that. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um do you want me to kinda of give an overview of the background of persuasion? Please do. Please okay. do. Okay. So I was under the impression that it was published in 1817. I think mm-hmm. that's what I was putting on the descriptions. I think it may have been published in 1818. <gasps> um, oh, my God! I know, I know, I know. Please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I So, Jane Austen, it was published, published posthumously, mm-hmm. and Jane Austen um, died in, I forget which, which month, in 1817. Okay. Um, and then... Okay, she died on july eighteenth, eighteen seventeen. And I um, the introduction of my copy of Persuasion at least says that Persuasion was published in eighteen eighteen. Okay. So um, But it was soon after it was her I heard last that. work. Right, right. Okay. And I we had talked about this before, but the um, introduction does say that she may or may not have chosen the title. Mm. They don't really know where the title um, came from. Okay,
1: that's interesting because what I yeah. read, like, I tr- I didn't read a lot because I tried not to. I wanted you to educate yeah. me about Jane mm, Austen and stuff, well, mm-hmm. but um, the one thing I read said that her brother chose the name, so okay. I yeah. don't know well, like, I that's believe that's historically yeah. accurate, but.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I have, I need to find a really good source to find information about the book. Books that we read, like I hate to just read on Wikipedia. I mean, you that's know. what I do. But I guess but... that's I, I guess it's good information. So um, I mean, I
1: think it's pretty good quality in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you could probably go like deep into the literature on
0: Google Scholar or something, but yeah. I don't know
1: if that's really what we're trying to do. What here. I was trying to. So
0: I did actually find today when I was just doing some reading about. um Kind of analysis more than just like mm-hmm, the actual details mm-hmm. about the book, and I found a um, s- student's honors thesis from oh, some college. But oh. it was, it was excellently, excellently Ooh, written. Can we I shout thought.
1: out the person? Do you know the name of the Yeah, this let me.
0: I kept it up so that we could um, reference it. We needed to. So, Rhode Island College is where it's from, and the author's name is Catherine Nadal. Uh, well. It's N-A-D-E-A-U, e a u. N a. I don't know how you pronounce. I don't know. That actually, but anyway, it was published in two thousand and nine. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Excellent. So actually, we probably will talk about this um because it was fascinating. I, I had to skim some of it. It's forty seven pages long. But mm-hmm. um, she talks about um and now she basically kind of makes the argument for uh. Or presents the arguments about whether or not *Persuasion* is a romantic, cap, you know, capital R romantic mm. novel. Interesting. And she compares it um, closely in her thesis to *Jane Eyre*, mm. and um, it, it's really interesting. I'll send it to you so you yeah. can okay, please read do. it. But um, yeah, so so back to just kind of the
1: mm-hmm.
0: basics. That's actually all, <laughs> that's all I know about *Persuasion*. <laughs> okay Um, I read that she called it
1: she referred it she referred to it as the Elliot's in her life while she was working but uh it was it mostly complete when she died
0: I think so although here's a question that I have that I was wondering if you picked up on too in my copy at least and I assume it's pretty standard in each you know Mm -hmm. published Mm -hmm. there are things just editing things that I kind of felt would have been changed if it had been Mm. more thoroughly Mm. edited. Um, Well, I think there have
1: been different versions of the text partially because of that.
0: Because when I Googled
1: persuasion a while, you know, earlier this week or whatever, (laughs) it was like a listing for like persuasion, the like the authorized text, like the closest of words to Jane, to, you know, Jane Austen's original intent or whatever.
0: Interesting. So I
1: do, I do think that it has undergone some, editing
0: revision maybe and maybe yeah. it's
1: just that kind of like polishing that a helpful yes. editor was just like well she would have done this if she had lived right, to right, so if it had gone through
0: that kind of process right I I feel like my book did not get that polish maybe <laughs> I don't know um I didn't but, notice so anything made, particular okay. but yeah, I, it was just sometimes like the sentences were a little bit awkward or mm. also all of the sh- um the word s-h-o-w show yeah was spelled s-h-e-w oh shoe yeah interesting and i read I it as show that's... because it was supposed to be show i think but i think anyway. that, yeah that might be
1: an anachronism like
0: a like a difference in. yeah yeah in that yeah grammar
1: or yeah. whatever interesting right
0: yeah i shoe you so. <laughs> <That's pretty cool. laughs> yeah it was shoon i the first thing that i came across it, it was in an early chapter and it said s-h-e-w-n but i was like that makes what is that but it was Shoot i was like oh me. shown like it's tr- yeah. and then i realized there as i was reading it's supposed to be mm. but anyway
1: um, um well i feel like i wanted to ask you oh like how did jane
0: austen die she had some um illness that is ha- kind of like um edgar Allan poe it's a little bit unknown but this is mm. she died under less you know um fascinating circumstances Mm -hmm. let me pull up in the um again in the introduction Mm, she it was potentially a form of typhus Mm -hmm. or um uh potentially addison's disease or lymphoma or bovine tuberculosis or a form of typhus
1: okay so just so bad illness right right okay interesting and
0: she was young you know i don't um she i don't know how old she was but she was pretty young
1: okay another thing i read about persuasion Mm -hmm. and again i did not do much reading but that may that it was the first novel or one of the first novels she well no it wouldn't have been the first because she wrote the other ones But somehow it was different than some of her earlier novels because they had been written like in epistolatory form. Oh yes. Before she was famous. Like she had all these kind of drafts and then she finally got up the courage or whatever to publish I think Since Insensibility was first. Okay. And um then that led to success. And then, then after that success she wrote Persuasion. That's so is my understanding yeah um, so it was it kind of was a a later
0: work right so I, I felt- read several yeah that that is really interesting I read a few different things that said that it you know described persuasion as her most kind of maybe heartfelt work or mm. one that was closest maybe not to her own experience but it's just um was kind of one that was a realistic I don't know mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah
1: more heart in it in a way
0: yeah 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 um, oh, excuse me
1: oh. <laughs> I stayed up late to record this podcast that's right, <laughs> that's <laughs> <you're> right. <laughs> it's not even that late <laughs>
0: <laughs> I so um one of the things as I was reading this very excellently done um honors thesis paper Mm -hmm. was that it it was really interesting talking about the whether or not, and it's Mm -hmm. a romantic novel and some of the characteristics, you know, as Mm -hmm. you know, of a romantic novel. You're meaning like a novel of the romantic period. Correct. 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 Um, our like use of nature and, um, supernatural kind of Mm -hmm. elements and, Really heightened kind of feelings and emotions, um, as kind of displaying like truth behind things. Mm-hmm. I guess that mm-hmm. may be a incorrect description, but um, the author Catherine said of persuasion. So, so if you think so, if you think about persuasion, how would you connect that? Well, okay.
1: For my first reaction is no. It seems mm-hmm. very realistic like it i'm specifically contrasting with jane eyre which is a book that i know pretty well and jane eyre definitely fits the bill of super some supernatural elements definitely the setting and the weather and the emotion are just front and center and big sort of the especially the weather is like revealing of the character's emotions specifically jane's emotions and in persuasion Okay, yes, you definitely get Anne's emotions, but I don't, like, in my sort of, you know, mind's eye view of the world that I create, mm-hmm. in the, my mind's eye view of Jane Eyre, I see, like, rolling clouds and, like, yeah. lightning strikes and windy planes and stuff. Right. And in my mind's eye view of persuasion, the only, like, sort of nature mm-hmm. landscape that I sort of visualize is at Lyme. Yeah. bath is very
0: it's all hardscapes isn't it yeah like it just and bath feels is very just very like
1: like the people stand out more yeah and the conversations yeah. that they have stand out more than right. the surroundings that they have
0: yeah absolutely um, to
1: me except at Lyme and then yeah
0: but even Lyme
1: well go sorry go ahead well yeah even Lyme there's there's more of a focus of where they were walking and who they were walking with mm-hmm. and what they were talking about than what they were looking at and right you know, and how I, they
0: were interacting with the nature. Like like yeah. think about the way that they interact with their environment at Lyme is the the biggest part of it is Louisa falling yeah, on a I hard was, I was just surface, thinking, right? Yep. Yep. And that's that's an interesting interaction with the, yes. with nature. It's yep. just it, a, it
1: just the whole book feels somewhat like people are walking on pavement. Yeah. 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 That's what I feelings, think too. Same exact. Looking thing. at yeah. each other and um, feeling like, ha- like instantly having a crush on someone. Right. <laughs> so. Um, okay. But actually let me say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes it seem like the true, where the true like life and warmth of mm-hmm. the setting is, is like in Anne's heart and in yeah. Captain Wentworth's heart. And right. so that's like what, shines and almost like glows Mm -hmm. and like and honestly i found i mean i've read this book before but i found it somewhat boring not Mm -hmm. no offense to Mm -hmm. you no offense Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. you you did a great job reading it but like it's like a slow burn like yes the thing is like a thread that draws you through which is just this
0: just the hope yearning
1: connection Mm -hmm. they had this it's a creation fall redemption you know like they had this connection They both, and you even at the beginning, you get it, you know that he, he's hurt. Right. She's sad. You know, there's a whole lady, Russell, complication, and then it's just this kind of slow build. But, like, every single event that builds to it is in and of itself very, (laughs) very mundane, if you will. Yes, yes. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's interesting and that it's a love story. And everyone's, mm-hmm. um, it's like, tale as old as time, true as it can be. Like it's happened mm-hmm. so many times to so many mm-hmm. people, but like we're just getting the interview of these two people.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I just I don't
1: different. find the like, I don't find the su- surrounding plot details yeah. super interesting. Right. Like they're fine, but I I don't know. That's yeah. My...
0: I know. I totally agree. I've been. I was thinking about that. Like. Early, well earlier today I was thinking you know if it weren't for the last like two chapters maybe four chapters mm-hmm. the whole book would just be like miserable <laughs> to read yeah. I mean yeah. it wouldn't really be there would not be many redeeming qualities there it is an enjoyable book to read but you're right I think it's I think boring is kind of a good way to describe it. If you take out things. Just
1: slow. Kind room. of slow. Yeah, like, if it were yeah, a movie, you'd yeah. be like, what? And I was even <laughs> thinking, like, the same story. I actually borrowed a copy of the 1995 version, movie version oh, of yeah. Persuasion mm-hmm. from a friend, and I plan to watch it this weekend. But I was thinking, especially with a modern movie, like, the new ones that are coming out, like, right. this same story could be and probably would be told very differently with, like, a lot more emotion and nuance of emotion mm-hmm. and, like... Mm-hmm you know like yeah there's just a more engaging way possibly to like let us in on the lives of the in the motivations of these characters like I think part of that is like Jane Eyre I I mean Jane Austen sorry (laughs) is she does social commentary I am told and (laughs) obviously we are getting social commentary about Elizabeth and um Sir Elliot Lord Elliot Li- Sir, Sir Elliot, Elliot Sir yeah Sir Elliot mm-hmm. like being yeah. uh terribly petty, petty and right. like um vain classist yeah classist but like I don't know I guess I feel like it doesn't necessarily Help the main story go along as much as maybe in like Pride and Prejudice,
0: right? Where no, that makes sense.
1: Like, there is a class difference between yeah. Mister Darcy and Elizabeth, and like, you don't get as much of a heart to heart love affair with Darcy and Elizabeth. Yeah, Bennett, yeah, yeah. But right, somehow it feels like the love story is more wrapped up with a social commentary. Maybe in that, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking aloud. But mm-hmm. the in persuasion, it almost feels like two different.
0: Like just things happening.
1: I mean, I days. guess the whole like the fa- her family of origin and how vain many of them are. You know, she was she's kind of swimming upstream and fighting against that. But
0: right, yeah, um, I, I feel like some of it is kind of maybe lost on us, just like stuff in Cranford mm-hmm. was, or like, the Devil in the class. Belfry, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know, definitely. just things
1: like that for an audience of the time. Yeah.
0: Right. So, like, I mean, you know, today people still look down on other people for how much, like, money they have or Mm -hmm. don't have, which is still obviously terrible. But um, we don't have, like, the rank, Mm -hmm. the um, formal kind of rank structure that they had. And I don't, I just... To me, and and Captain Wentworth love each other. Just get married. It doesn't matter, you know. I know. I know. Just, yeah. Well, it's just it yeah. shows that there's it's such it's such a society covered by
1: rules. That's right. what I just kept thinking is like, everything is so dramatic to them. I think you know. I kept yeah. telling you when you we were reading it like this is like summer camp. Like why? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. I kept thinking where have I seen? Pe- single people behaving in this way before and then i thought oh when people are like forced together then like your christian For summer camp week. you know and yeah. you're like all together and there are certain rules about what you can and can't do and then all of a sudden a glance becomes significant you know, oh he Great. looked at me ah, he yeah. smiled at me you know mm-hmm. whereas if you're in a more like free society just everyone's having conversations with everyone and it's just <laughs> yeah Friendship free for all, but it just—I don't know—it just felt like even with, you know, her, her acquiescence to Lady Russell's opinion. Initially, That's like true. everyone is just so trying to do the right thing. The right thing,
0: and it—but it's not like.
1: And even so Anne, even Anne doesn't right
0: really thing. go against yeah. the system. Yeah, like, she's it's not a so rebel. True. No, 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 she just happens to be. A little bit more reasonable than... Or a lot more reasonable yeah. than her family, but...
1: Yeah, but it's, like, she keeps it all on the inside of herself and, like... Yeah. Tortures herself. I
0: just... I, yeah, I don't understand. She has so much, like... um, res- She shows so much respect for her father, mm-hmm. which I guess is a good thing. But, I mean, he's so terrible. Like, I don't know. I know.
1: Yeah. It's, like she obviously is just a woman working within the system and yeah. in that way Jane Austen I would just be curious about Jane Austen's you know view of the mm-hmm. system because right. it doesn't seem like she's really painting a picture other than the like sort of sarcasm and satire of like this necessarily being a
0: problem a i problem. mean like a very oppressive structure kind of yeah
1: i mean in a way maybe like she definitely does not like people just, like, gunning for rank, like Mr. Elliot and, like.
0: She, I think she vowed, you know, in, in to, I would, I would venture to assume that for to Jane Austen, the mind is having a, um what what would she say, like, a strong mind and strong Mm -hmm. character Mm -hmm. is worth all it's weight and goal like that, you know, it's, yeah. And it
1: doesn't, it seems like somebody, she, I think she would have the opinion that someone with strong mind and strong character is going to do just fine within that system. Yeah. Yeah, Like it seems like not necessarily that working, you know, that working within the system is essential for having good mind and good character, but they don't seem to be in her view of the world in conflict. Right, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I also, this is different, but I thought it was just interesting that this book has a very naval flair in that (laughs) there's a lot of sailors, and that's different than um, Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility. um, Yeah. And Emma. I haven't read the other two, actually. Um,
0: I don't think there's much naval in the other two, either. But I think her brother...
1: I think her brother was in the navy for a while.
0: I think. I think so too.
1: So, and I do wonder if like, like, did the navy tend to occupy? Like, did military men tend to occupy kind of a a lower upper class rank? Like, were they right? Kind of like
0: well, they were. So some of the this book is so Captain Wentworth is kind of one of her first um, male heroes who is as kind of a self-made mm-hmm, man mm-hmm. where he kind of works true. in a profession yeah. but it's yeah. still considered a noble profession i guess mm. okay that's very interesting mm-hmm. yeah he went off yeah. and
1: made his money capturing
0: right. privateers or whatever yeah 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 like french yeah hmm.
1: um what you were talking about catherine's thesis about uh, okay, so the romantic
0: element right, and then right. we talk,
1: started talking about pavement and then we got <laughs> to
0: but, but you really really hit on what sh- her argument was um, she kind of said well actually this is a direct quote she said of um, persuasion nature is barely an, a presence religion gets merely a passing glance and the supernatural is non-existent so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. in that way the book doesn't seem to have many romantic
1: a romantic
0: elements later come back and say but, but she okay. says but the kind of the true landscape this is not a quote but um kind of the true landscape of really interest in the book is the mind and emotions of the characters their thoughts and and <gasps> feelings that's like exactly that's that's what i, I know Catherine, i know Catherine. we That's right.
1: I'm (laughs) digging what you're shoveling. That's right. (laughs) As they say.
0: As they say. (laughs) So, you know, okay. And and then she she went into kind of a lot of detail about demonstrating how um, emotions are uh, just kind of displayed physically Mm. in the characters and Persuasion. And that really did make me think, this struck me as I was um, reading and just has such a... um, Visceral reaction to like any inter- interaction with Captain Wentworth, yeah. right? Like yeah. anything that he says or does, like makes her feel things, you know, right? Feel like speechless or... and yeah. weak and mm-hmm. um, and unable to compose herself. So that that's an example, yeah. um, at least in that's in Catherine's view of of it being romantic in that way. Um, okay. So that, so that made, yeah, yeah, made sense to me. Um, and I, I, I appreciate that, you know, the, the others can be a little bit, um, I, I know I enjoy actually like the, the Jane Eyre version of romantic Mm -hmm. novel, but Mm -hmm. this is a little bit more subtle. Yeah. And I mean, it does
1: focus more on the inner life.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
1: do you know when Jane Eyre was published?
0: It was a little bit later, but, but, um, uh, let me, let me look at it. Up. 1847.
1: Okay, so quite a bit later. Because mm-hmm. last year I went on kind of a Jane Eyre reading kick, and I started reading, like, some mm-hmm. scholarship about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Always late at night when I should have been sleeping, so it was, like, the guilty playground. The precursor
0: of, to I stayed up late to that's so true. read this book, too.
1: It was my husband is in quarantine in our bedroom, and I'm sleeping in the guest room, <laughs> and I have no accountability plus COVID stress, mm-hmm. and I'm coping with it by reading Jane Eyre. And it all
0: equals scholarship <laughs> about Jane. <Eyre."> That's right. <laughs>
1: um, but there's something with Jane Eyre about the in the in the in the, in the literature about yes. the like um, conception of the self that mm-hmm. Jane Eyre is one of the first novels that like really it's almost like before that period there wasn't even as much of a conception of the self as we think of it as now and like Jane Eyre is one of the first examples and And some scholars even say like was like helped to form that idea of like you have an inner life like you have desires and wants that that are maybe contrary to society's expectations for you, like so. I think maybe what we are seeing is like such a restrictive society, like that is just that was just life, and that was just like it's a very much more collectivist, collectivistic, mm-hmm. if whatever the yeah is correct yeah. to say there. That like these people and even Jane Austen herself are conceiving of themselves and their, like, role mm-hmm. in society as maybe more like a cog in a wheel, like a, a cog in mm-hmm. a machine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. instead of – and, like, that is how it sh- that is how it is. That is how it should be. Like, there's not even right. a notion of, like, find your true identity or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's really hard for me to get outside of that notion of self that we have today. Even when I was reading about that, I was like, what now? Because that, that is – Hard to conceive of, like
0: Mm -hmm, not right.
1: Oh man, having a self like what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. So anyway, if we ever regenerate, we can return to that discussion. Yeah,
0: that would be super super interesting. I'd I'd love to learn more about that. Um. I that made me think of I'm reading Howard's End right now, just not for the podcast, just Mm -hmm. for fun. I don't know. It was published. Um. It's by E. M. Forster. Oh yeah, and was published in 18 excuse me 1910 okay and I just the the main characters are two sisters very similar to kind of about a a family and Mm -hmm. um the two main characters are the sisters so similar to a Jane Austen Mm -hmm. book but um the they as characters are just so so vastly different Mm -hmm. than um or at least they're presented as in in the novel as very differently than characters are presented isn't
1: that interesting Austen's that perfect. I mean there's less than a hundred years difference between 1818 18 and 1910 right. but like 1910 it seems in so many ways mm-hmm. well okay it seems in some ways more similar to now than to 1818 18. I'm not sure if it was but yeah. like
0: yeah yeah it's hard it's kind of
1: now like 1818 18 seems so far away and 1910 doesn't seem that Really? Far like long ago, but anyway, but there's like equidistant, is- yeah. like I, right,
0: yeah. right, yeah. That's um. Anyway, yeah. Um, actually, I'm really I'm at the beginning of Howard's End right now. Not mm-hmm. too far into it, but I'm really really enjoying it. It's too cool. long, I think. For well,
1: I, think have, I, I have I have never read anything by M Forster. I don't know mm-hmm. if E. M. is a man or a woman. In fact, I think but, it's a man. But that sure. author has shown up on several of my. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, like public domain works lists. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And I think I have one or two on my like plan to read list. So Nice. Be fun a, room, to discover. a room with a view, I yeah, think maybe. I think that might be what it is, because that comes up a lot. Have you ever read that?
0: I have I have not. Um Beth likes his his books a lot though, Howard's End and A Room with a View. And okay. I think there's another one that she likes. It's maybe more obscure or less well known. Okay. Um she yeah, she recommended them. Highly. Okay. Okay, either. so here's a question that yes. I have for you that you kind of touched on earlier. Do you and this this is just purely speculative, so you don't have to you don't yeah, and I'll just okay. ask it. Do you think it was right for Anne to be persuaded by Lady Russell to break off the engagement? Right. That For Lonely's Russell's part or, like, on Anne's part? Oh, Just on um, Anne's part to make that decision. Um, I mean, Anne herself addresses this.
1: Okay, I mean, I'm going to split it into two questions. Was it right at the time? And, like, did it end up being an okay thing to have happened? Number one, was it right at the time? I mean it's it, it's it's a wise thing to do to listen to your authority figures in some cases
0: yeah
1: and she was only like what 19 years old or something yeah. so like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean of course in that day plenty of 19 year olds got married but i feel like she's kind of a person that's sensible enough to like that's mature enough to realize that she's not as mature as she will be someday right, right, right. and yeah. so she values right. the maturity of others she trusted lady russell's maturity and she and so yeah and ahead. she says
0: at the end when she's kind of explaining her mm-hmm. reasoning she says lady russell was basically her mother, her mother yeah you know and i think
1: she really valued the relationship of yeah. lady russell and so yeah. i mean i honestly don't like and that's one thing that makes the story so intriguing and almost feels like it an everyday life kind of story that we're just happening to see a peek in on one person's love story but it could be right right any any couple you know Um, that you get to hear how their hearts felt while they were doing all this because so many people make those choices and those are really hard choices like if you think you're going to lose your family for this guy like okay it's the only family you get but more guys might come along and yes you really Mm -hmm. love him but like it's Everyone's her first attachment don't and, and so yeah. who knows you know so and he's he was he was already in the navy at that point right so he may
0: yeah
1: you're going to be separated from him for a long time so if you leave your family like if you right. estrange yourself in some big or small way from your essentially family mm-hmm. and then your husband who you left them for is gone a lot of the time like who do you have left so i mean yeah. i don't I empathize with the decision that she made, even yeah, though it too. was, it. and I think that's partially one reason the emotional core of the book is compelling because you, you're not like, come on, you know, it's just like, there's this longing and yearning, but like, yeah. um, the reason there's a longing and yearning is because there's a reason to do the other thing in the first, you know, like,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, she didn't, yeah. she didn't break it off for, completely wrong selfish bad reasons
0: right and that and she says that too she said if i had been thinking i was doing what i was doing was not going to be best for captain wentworth then she couldn't have done it i think that's Mm -hmm. towards the beginning of the book yeah um and that it was kind of her duty sort of to um to break it off but i yeah i I mean
1: i think she's doing i mean mostly i think she's doing it for the benefit of herself and her loved ones i don't
0: but I think she was persuaded by Lady mm. Russell, maybe yeah, that, that it was, that too, it was, it was for better for Captain good. Wentworth, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I is just a that. probably a rhetoric, ta- you know, tactic, yes. Tactic for of sure. um, Lady Russell. But I mean, so I totally agree. I think, really, that it was a not a bad decision of Anne's at all, but I think it was bad, like wrong advice on Lady Russell's yeah. part to give yeah. to. To basically say, it's going to be us, your family, me, your closest, you know. Your mother, basically. Yeah. Or. Or this, this guy. guy yeah. And know.
1: then I, so the, the really, the really the sadness, I think to me is like when they're finally talking lately. I mean, um, Anne and Captain Wentworth mm-hmm. and they, you know, they're kind of sad together about all the years. And he's like, but if I had written to you yeah. two years after it. You know, because obvi- – and I think this is another thing that, that – why the story, like, sticks with you and you're like, oh, this is a good story, is because more than other – um, at least other Jane Austen, you get to know the what the man in the story is feeling. Cause
0: yeah. Because I don't know yeah.
1: – I mean, I guess you get to know what Mr. Darcy is feeling some, but, like,
0: but you just get much. these little yeah. – you know,
1: you learn early on that Captain Wentworth had his feelings. Hurt. Like, he is – Like, he's hurting. He's resentful. Yeah. Like, right. he – he you know and that makes you kind of like you're rooting for him like you're rooting for both of them but you're like oh you know
0: like yeah 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 they they both it's just
1: was a really really difficult Mm -hmm. experience full of hurt for both of them
0: right and the things that he says um i just think he you can you can tell that they are not that they're relatively mature Mm -hmm. people when they get back Together. Like at the end when they're talking, he's Captain Wentworth is just like very kind of blunt about what I guess what she can expect from <laughs> him and his, you know, yeah. Feelings. Like he says, you know, I don't really know if I can forgive Lady Russell like yeah. super fast. But yeah. I will. I know I will. But yeah. it just it may take yeah. some time because it Yeah. Because he probably thought like me that she gave bad advice, you know. Mhm. Mm-hmm. and that she was wrong to do that but anyway
1: yeah so yep. i thought that was i actually noticed that too like a job you know you're yeah. it, it felt almost modern in a way of like, yeah i thought so too. those are those are good you're you're being wise in a timeless way frederick
0: <laughs> and i think he acknowledged his um resentment pretty well i don't remember yeah. exactly but yeah, I, I like think so. I mean, was it was definitely like he.
1: It wasn't like he was just pining after Anne the whole time. Like he yeah. was, he was super sad about it, but he was also mad at her and like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I think that's an interesting layer. Mm-hmm. So I'm so then kind of I was also thinking, do I think it was bad that they, that Anne listened to ladies Russell's advice? Not really, and then like at the end do I think their relationship is now going to be stronger than it would have been had they married when she was 19 okay they've lost eight what would have been happy years together so that is sad sad. but I do think like coming together when they're mature is going to be such a different foundation of a relationship they're going to appreciate each other so much and also he's already wealthy so like that I mean, who knows? Like they, they just have had,
0: it would have been an entirely different trajectory of relationship. So. Right. And they don't have the obstacles that they would have had at that time. That's true. You know, with family and things like that. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Jeremy and I started dating when we were in senior, when we were seniors in college. And mm-hmm. we don't wish that we had started dating earlier. We're glad.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs>
1: it yeah. might not have worked out if we had started dating when we were right. stupid 18-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. I mean, mm. now if we had, like, loved each other and then broken up for seven years and then come back together, that would be sad. I'd be like, why why, why couldn't we not have just gotten married seven years ago? So, I, <laughs> definitely, there is, yeah. there is, like, a bitter sweetness. But I do think there's some, like, silver lining right. of
0: them Oh, yeah. I think so, and I think that's one of the points of the book I guess mm-hmm. maybe I don't know I don't know if Jane Austen was trying to make that point but I think yeah. it definitely comes through yeah I think so
1: mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, I just oh. you it's you just reading so it and when you were like oh I don't know if I can get through this <laughs> uh, I
0: think I had that you know Anne and I used to listen to an audiobook of persuasion quite a bit when mm-hmm. you know back in the day and i'm pretty sure i have like yeah, most of the letter memorized <laughs> it's so I mean, I it's
1: so relatively like like actually I, was, I called mom today and i was talking to her and i was like uh-huh. tell me about david's new job also let's talk about persuasion <laughs> <laughs> so but she's a few chapters behind so she was like i can't remember what we're talking about but it was just we were just talking about how i don't know he just like pours out her like everything Mm -hmm. is like kind of like um surreptitious in a way like yeah standing by the fireplace and then moving to a different place and then like just like he doesn't going
0: over there just to come and sit by her without being too direct. i know
1: and mom was like (laughs) mom was like why did mrs smith not warn Anne about mr okay Ellie. so yeah. that was interesting why on
0: earth I thought that was super interesting too I had made in my mind that mrs Smith was this like angelic creature for like you know I don't mm. know and for telling Anne mm-hmm. all this bad stuff and, and enlightening her about it but it was very much more nuanced wasn't it yeah I mean I didn't remember
1: the character mrs Smith very well um and when mom and I were talking about it I I think we decided that, like, Mrs. Smith kind of, you know, like, yeah, it's nuanced. She's, she loves Anne. Mm-hmm. She wants Anne to be happy. If Anne is going to be happy with Mr. Elliot, you know, if that's what Anne thinks is going to make her happy, she, Mrs. Smith doesn't want to kill her friend's joy. But also she knows that it would be a benefit to Anne to, like, live in her childhood home and be Lady Elliot like her mother right. was. And so right. it's yeah. like a, she's trying to make the best of it. And be encouraging, yeah. while at the same time yeah. having severe reservations,
0: right? And and maybe hoping that he, Mr. Elliot has actually changed, like yeah. she kind of thinks yeah. he may have, yeah. But,
1: but then she kind of, at the end, has to come out with it and say, like, actually, what what leads to that? I can't remember. She,
0: um, she well, she thinks that Anne and Mr. Elliot are basically going to get engaged, so she kind of wants to have Anne. Speak for her on Mm -hmm. her behalf. I don't know if there's another precipitating event. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't
1: remember. Yeah. The the Mrs. Clay thing is an interesting subplot, and like all along, I was like, I remembered Mr. Elliot was not great. He just seems kind of yeah slippery. Yeah, and I was like. What what's this dude's deal like what is he what is he getting out of it and it didn't really click for me and then i was like oh that an heir if mrs clay marries Sir walter they have a son then yeah. he's not next in line and so then apparently like he goes off with mrs clay like he just marries her or mm-hmm. something or yeah. like yeah he makes like, her his, something right, that like basically that yeah or takes something. her out of Sir Walter's way, like like equation, yeah.
0: I know he and yeah, I know, yeah. That's I think mm, on an alignment chart, (laughs) Mister Elliot is. I don't even know if he's I. Well, I'm. I was gonna say chaotic evil, but I feel like he's not actually like compared to other bad guys in Jane Austen books. And I know that like that's like a small like comparison, like um, like like, Wickham or like
1: like, Wickham. um mm, sens- sensibility ins- yeah yeah
0: yeah. willoughby yes you know they're pretty chaotic evil but i mr elliot just seems like may, we maybe we don't know like that mr
1: elliot really. got a young girl pregnant out of wedlock and that is right. a characteristic of the other chaotic evil characters. right right so. right
0: yeah he's, he's almost is there a lawful evil is that uh-huh. yep. box
1: yep That's because box. he
0: kind of like plays in the you know, mm-hmm. plays the the game of the... plays the game. That's right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because don't like,
1: like I did not remember the his character well, and mm-hmm. then when you were reading that chapter, you're like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And I was like, I mean, he doesn't seem it's too bad, bad, you know. Like, <laughs> I remember yeah. there's something that happens, but I can't remember what it right. is like. Come on, Mary. Like, give him a chance. And then later, I was like, Oh yeah, no, don't like that. Yeah, right. Don't like that. Yeah. Because it's yeah. just all like, clearly, he was out for his own gain. Like, yeah. he was not. And he was I, he, he? A
0: game was afoot. Right. I really don't think how Elizabeth thought she was had any like thought she was really doing well with getting Mister Elliot to fall in love with her. I did okay. I, I feel like she was pretty confident about.
1: That. I hardly even picked up on that. Like at the end, yeah. there was like a reference to that, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that was part of the plot because he yeah. obviously was interested in Anne." Yeah, like everyone thought creepy. he was interested in Anne. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: everyone but Elizabeth thought he was interested in Anne.
0: Right, right, right. So, and then mrs I mean, Clay Elizabeth and Mr. Elliot are like sneaking off. In the background. Uh, Elizabeth
1: is painted and such a terrible light. I mean, she's just, there is no redeeming quality no. in that person. No. Not really no. Mr. Elliot either. I mean, they're basically the same character, just male and female. But like, ugh. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't. It makes
1: you not want to be on uh, Jane Austen's bad side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she will write mm-hmm. a scathing review of you character of you mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so um mom and dad well dad asked me this how do i feel about being named mary when all of the <laughs> bad you know jane austen characters well <laughs> all of the mary's and jane austen books are um not to be uh like is there, a, is there a mary and other books other than
1: uh Pride just and prejudice and i
0: don't okay. think so i was trying to think and i don't think there are oh yeah but mary then, is the like annoying bookish one yeah yeah i mean <laughs> i'm pushing up my that's glasses not, right that's now. not
1: you that's not you
0: um i
1: mean you're not like either of the mary's so
0: yeah well and then i asked mom and dad the other day on the phone really if it was more about i said they you know they knew that They knew about these characters before they named me Mary, so... I don't know if they had really read these (laughs) And they said they hadn't really. Like, well, they were in, you know, they're out there in the world, so I don't think it's really my
1: fault. If you're thinking about naming someone literally the most common name in the English language, you can't be (laughs) expected to be familiar with every character that shares that name and then make your decision based on that. They named a daughter
0: Anne and Elizabeth. Well, Elizabeth has kind of mixed... Mixed connotations in Jane Austen. Well, books, but they
1: obviously were not thinking about Jane Austen when they named <laughs> Obviously, I guess that's true. Um, I think for Anne, they were thinking about Anne of Green Gables, honestly.
0: Yeah, probably so.
1: I think we were thinking about that because I'm pretty sure. Well, I think they already had the name in mind, and they just let us think. But I remember Samantha and I were like, "If this new baby's a girl, we should name her Anne." And mom and dad were like, "Okay." Like that was how the conversation went. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think they I think they already had it in mind. Um They're so sneaky. I know. Oh, uh, I was gonna say something. Sorry, my mind is tired. I always keep I always lose my train of thought when I'm were tired.
0: totally totally again. Um
1: something about oh, I just remember when we were naming Jack, I was like jack the ripper like there's terrible associate uh-huh. like there's good and bad so like right. you just i mean a common yeah, name is to just go. yeah that's right that's you just right. have to just know, with... mm-hmm. that's right yeah um okay i am fading fading fast <laughs> is there anything else that you want to say about persuasion I'll um
0: i don't think take so the floor here's, here's a, a here's a rapid fire just one quest rapid fire question for you Okay, okay, if you, you know how Mary and um, Charles show up, or no, they, they show up for a different reason, but Mary says, well, we could spend like a month or six weeks in Bath, like what's the big deal? You know, that, mm-hmm. I just think, I thought that was kind of funny, because normally when we go on like a quick trip, it's like a weekend, but for them yeah. it's like a month or six weeks. So yeah. if you had to spend a month or six weeks in in one of the following locations that, oh okay. It, place scenes are set in in persuasion where would you spend it so the options are bath lime mm-hmm. upper cross or Somerset, Killin. sure which is yeah Kellynch. Yeah. um i'm going
1: to have to say lime the Harvels mm-hmm. were friendly yeah captain binnick was the sound like a good conversationalist Absolutely. other than the concussion risk which could be avoided <laughs> by not being stupid, not being stupid. i'm going go. to have to stay lime
0: I think that's an excellent answer.
1: There's men walking around admiring they're, you.
0: Yeah, they're all um, I mean, sailors. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I I think lime or maybe maybe upper cross, but with, yeah. a, you know it it their walk sounds really pretty between. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it was pretty was country.
1: <laughs> Mary was so hey, annoying. Hey,
0: <laughs> not yeah, you, yeah. That's <laughs> Musgrove. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, she was just so obnoxious.
1: Just like self focused.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. yeah yeah. Not Bath. I mean, bath yeah. Just um seems like Jane a... Austen and her family lived in Bath for a while. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There's
1: like, they're always talking about the pump room and the right. octagon room. Those are like actual historical like gathering places. Yeah. Kind of. Like you would yeah, go I think, I feel like that. walk around the pump room. I don't really. I've read about it before, but I don't really understand
0: it. Yeah, and like taking the waters. I really feel like that's. Um. uh Just very, not a good solution <laughs> to these people's problems. Problems I know. <laughs> but they've no idea what's going to make you well.
1: Let's go live in a yeah concrete jungle with warm water <laughs> that other people have That's with right. no knowledge of germ theory yeah, have people, recently yeah, occupied. Other
0: ill people are also. That's
1: going to cure life. you. Mm-hmm
0: yes lime, lime
1: lime sounds lime sounds so much better yeah,
0: yeah i agree
1: kellynch is fine if it's like Anne, captain wentworth and the crofts right but oh man i would if... go anywhere
0: the crofts go
1: they seem so seem so
0: jolly yes know. they just have fun
1: yeah, yeah.
0: well that's all that's okay, that's pretty much it was all fun. i have this thanks was for reading great. it mm-hmm. yep, i'll tell you so cool. briefly
1: about the book i'm reading. okay next. great okay so it's called um i'll just read the a little bit at the back three men in a boat by jerome k jerome and the subtitle is so the title three men in a boat subtitle to say nothing of the dog (laughs) there were four of us george william samuel harris and myself oh george william samuel harris and myself and montmorency so begins three men in a boat perhaps the best loved comic novel of the victorian era Mm. it describes the boating expedition on the thames of the three friends and montmorency the dog the difficulties and vicissitudes of these innocents abroad are magnified to epic proportions and give the book the air of fresh innocence that has ensured its enduring popularity. Okay, so I'm almost that done. I'm, so I'm fine. I'm a good way through it. And thoughts so far. Well, let me tell you a little background. We don't have to okay. go into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But this guy, Jerome K. Jerome, was a journalist and he was inspired to write a actually a travel guide to a boat to boating up the Thames, which was like a common thing to do it's called sculling which is like right. rowing with oars and there's other methods you could tow a boat along towpath mm-hmm. like towpath. toss a line nice. over and yeah. tow it and he wanted he did an a, like a honeymoon trip with his wife like this mm-hmm. and he wanted to write a little travel guide of like the the sites to stop and see yeah. so like what pubs you can stop at what you know what villages are good to see like graves yeah, yeah. along the way mm. and so um because apparently this was like a very common popular pastime it was in vogue
0: Fascinating. right?
1: and as he started writing it he he didn't set it with him and his wife he imagined two friends he, him he. sort of he is kind of the narrator okay. and then but he doesn't really that's not you know the narrator doesn't really have a name and then two friends who are They're all bumbling idiots, basically. (laughs) And then a dog who's mangy and, like, he's, he's a, he's, I don't know if he's mangy is the right word, but just, like, kind of a. Not a sleek. No, he's a, he's just, you know, he's just, he's just a dog. (laughs) and Not a fine specimen, if you will. Um, And honestly, none of them are, to be, to (laughs) be frank. None of them are. And then they, they, it's just. A series of mishaps and like ramblings about side sidebars of thoughts and like it's it's a trip. I'll say that sounds fun. That
0: sounds fun. It's
1: honestly a lot like Patrick McManus, but like written in 1889. (laughs) So very different setting, different time period, but like honestly the same. Like complaining about camping. Telling funny stories about other camping trips you went on. Right,
0: of course.
1: Saying, I heard somebody, a friend of a friend told me this story, you know. I don't know if it was true. It was like tall tales of outdoorsmanship. So it's... That's um, exciting. I was telling Jeremy last night, I was like, I just uh, I'm kind of wishing I'd chosen something with romance because on the... <laughs> I was like reading a chapter last night, recording it, and I was waiting for you to send me the last recording of yeah. Persuasion. And I was like, this travel log does not compare to the love story of <laughs> Anne right. and Captain Wentworth, right. I think next I have to choose something with romance, because honestly, yeah. that is what I'm most interested in, <laughs> but it's it's fun, it'll be a different,
0: oh, yeah. a different feel for the podcast, so. Yeah, I'm excited, sounds fun, it's, it's neat that it's kind of one of the first of a genre, or a, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's the first of a genre, but in, in the introduction, which I think I read, when I read, like, out loud recorded okay. it. He basically says um he, he it's he says I don't think this is the best book I've ever written. I don't think it's the funniest book I've ever written, but for some reason, this is the book that people will keep buying and people will keep reading. <laughs> so here's another edition of it. People um
0: so So clearly, yeah. It worth well worth reading.
1: I yeah, and he wrote it right after he got married and I just love this. He says um i have come to the conclusion that be the explanation what it may i can take credit to myself for having written this book that is if i did write it for really i hardly remember doing so i remember only feeling very young and absurdly pleased with myself for reasons that concern only myself it was summertime and london is so beautiful in summer and then he talks about the beauty of the city it was during those summer months i wrote this book it seemed the only thing to do Hmm. which i thought it's just it's charming that is charming Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: I love it. So, yeah, looking forward to discussing it with you in yeah. a couple of weeks. I can't wait. Right, well, I love you. Have a I good night. I love you. Thanks, you too. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.